Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Monday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is April 19th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I'm uh, doing good. You know, I uh, watched a lot of golf this week. Really? Yeah, yeah. I watched a lot of golf last week. I wouldn't say I watched a lot this week. How yeah, I watched, I watched a lot. I had, uh, I had, I was on baby duty like all uh. weekend and I just... I got her set up. I got the t- TV. I got her set up, and I, I was just doing my best Jason Day, rolling around on the ground, on the play mat or whatever. Yeah, the, on the play yeah. mat with the baby and watch <laughs> watching golf. And uh... my best Jason Day. I didn't watch much at all. I mean, I got to be honest with you. Like, you know how some of some of these crafty pitchers they just don't have their best stuff, and they'll try to junk ball their way through an outing. Maybe they get shelled. Maybe they don't. I'm gonna have to junk ball my way through this podcast. I don't. I, I like activities are starting to come back, and it's like when you have worked out in like six months, or I don't. You just you hit a muscle group you haven't hit in a year or a while. I'm just we're not even doing a lot, but we got a little flag football. I went to a Nats game. There's just stuff to do and places to be that are starting to come back, and I'm. Here Sunday night, I'm out of gas. I've got nothing but junk, and I, I also didn't able. I wasn't able to watch as much golf. I, 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 need, I need you. I need the bats behind me to, to pick me up. So I just full disclosure. If the episode sucks, you know we like to give you the hard sell here at the top. I don't think it'll suck. I think it'll be all right. But hey, <laughs> not coming in with my best stuff tonight. Oh, hey, we're happy gonna balance each other out here. I'm happy you watched a lot of golf. Well, there wasn't right, much just... going on today in the golf. It was it was it was a snooze fest. You know, my my in laws came over in the in the back nine. I think I would have probably fallen asleep on the couch if they weren't over. So it forced me to watch more golf and conversate. You know, but uh, but yeah, the flag football was more. I had it on on my phone. The flag football where they just throw it to these you know six seven eight year olds and it never it just hits their hands and falls to the ground over and over and over and over again. <laughs> Was more entertaining than what I had going on the phone, so I kind of just put the phone away after a while. But uh, let's start with uh, let's start with probably the biggest win of the weekend. Should we do that? Yeah, the Lotte Lottie Championship over at uh, Oahu. The Lotties, the Lotties, famous bar in Chicago, sponsors LPGA Tour event. It's really <laughs> an unbelievable story. I've been to that. Is that famous? Is that too strong a word? I mean, how famous? It was are we in talking? a movie. I forgot what, what movie? movie it was. I can't remember what movie it was in, but it was in a movie. I, I used to know. I haven't been to Lottie's in a few years, so but it, it was in a movie. I wandered in there maybe 10 years ago, probably at too late an hour of the night. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely certainly been there uh, once. But yeah, sponsors an LPGA event halfway across the world. Um, I had, I Lydia had, a, I had a Chicago tavern owner inquire about uh, Fried Egg events, and I saw... You know, I saw where he, uh, his email was uh, Scofflaw Group, which is like a you know a bar, and I 
I, I sent him an email back. I go, all you know, I have to thank you for, you know, numerous nights where I don't remember leaving a few of your fine establishments. I feel like you've told this story on this podcast. Maybe you told it to me on the phone or something like that. I thought you, okay. Maybe. I think I told you on the phone. <laughs> all right. Well, now everybody else has heard it. Yeah. What is What was his reaction to that? Chuckled uh, probably, huh? He, yeah, he yeah. It. He was like, oh, I'm glad that you've been a patron. I'm, a, I'm honored that you've been a patron. And, it, you know, this was in the middle of a pandemic. He was like, I'm, I'm hoping that we, we get the opportunity to get, you know, people back on the brownouts, uh, you know, yeah, in, in the near sure. future. So sure. some sure. Fine, fine bars like the Slippery Slope. All-time all time bar name, the Slippery Slope in, uh, in Logan Square. <laughs> yeah. It's I mean, a late, it's point. a late night, it's a late night bar too. So that's to the point, you know, <laughs> so you could, it's not well, holding anything back. But that it's not no smoke and mirrors or anything like that. I'm trying to, it's telling you what it is and what can happen. I kind of like that. It's a good it's, name. It's a great name. All, all time bar name. All right. Well, anyways, the Lottie's Championship, another bar. Uh, we had Lydia Ko win. It breaks a thousand day plus. I don't know the days. I'm sick of people it's throwing th- out these. One thousand eighty three days. All right, and Spieth's was thirteen something, and Hideki's was thirteen forty four. Spieth was, I think, thirteen fifty one. You know, I I looked this all up on Saturday night. I, you know, I'm, I was I was thinking about the tweet for two hours. I looked it all up. I had to put Josie down, and I I I po- I tweet it, and then I'm like, I better check if Justin Ray's tweeted this. Yeah, and I go on. Sure he enough. had tweeted it like twenty minutes earlier. I was like, I just was like, I deleted it right away. Sent him. A I hate lesson. when that happens. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I mean, he's, he's just so good. You can't get anything by the guy. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so yes, another long drought from a phenom, a former Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year, Major winner, all done it all. Obviously, did a lot of it before she was even twenty. She's still ridiculously young. Is it, I saw someone tweet, again, not giving credit here, that she's younger than Colin Morikawa? Yeah. I think was the she's tweet. 23. Holy He's 24. Crap. That's the crazy thing. It's like she, she's won one, you know, before this, this win, she had won once in four years, four plus years, and she still had 13 wins. Like, it's just nuts. She's 23. It's, it's yeah. crazy. She's about to turn 24, but... All, this is a great win for the for women's golf. Great win for the LPGA. Um, it, you know, in she had seemingly been knocking on the door really since I don't think they had all caps return to golf, but you know, they're they're back. Know. You know, yeah. it was uh, since it since the campaign. LPGA returned, she yeah. has been knocking on the door. Obviously, she had the you know kind of like heartbreaking loss at at uh, what was it Inverness? Yes. Uh, where she kind of was it Sylvania? It might have been one. Sylvania. It, one of the yeah. two Toledo stops where she kind of gave it away, and um, and then obviously at at A and A she had you know shot the best round in in women's major championship history, major championship history tied uh, with sixty two. So the uh, it was it was this was a long time coming, and it's great to see her finally knock the door down, and it it makes you really you know you look at the people she beat. MB Park, Say Young Kim, um, Nelly Corda. She beat the best of the best who who all were playing seemingly pretty well, and she blew them out. It was, it was such them. a dominant performance. It was so impressive. 
um, the the fashion in which she did it. The there was no little to no doubt on on Saturday night the final round and awesome finish Saturday night prime time. This is a huge win. Like three and a half I, hours. Three and a half hour round. Like it was a delightful watch. Um, yeah, and just great golf. Like I mean, it, it, while um, Lydia Coe's putting this crazy performance together, MB Park's out there shooting a sixty three. You know, in the final round. She's, I guess, you know, really close to overtaking number one in the world again, which is really, nuts. yeah. Oh my God, that's amazing. Um, so great, great uh, tournament. It was awesome, and then you know, LPGA's got great momentum. They go the Wilshire, one of their best tournaments of the year is this week. So it should be yeah. another really great week with primetime golf for the LPGA. The Huge L Air Premier something or other the right? la the open LA, the only, it's the, the la real, open the real la open yeah that's that's a fair fair moniker uh so lydia went 67 <clears throat> 63 65 65 she was 28 under seven clear of a that quartet at 21 under i we were watching last night my wife had it uh you know was we had it on all night and my wife was like hey like what it says she's like 25 under like what isn't that a lot isn't that really low for them and i was like yeah it is. i mean this gets back to the whole beth ann nichols thing of of uh you know should it should they set up courses easier do people want the birdies and the eagles i don't know it felt like she would lydia's just playing out of her mind right now it, it was this crazy low score 28 under um and here's some of the stats i I think many of these probably originate with Justin Ray, so we'll credit him. Uh, he said she's posted birdies at a 42.2% yeah, clip while hitting this. 87% of greens and regulation. 42.2%. She's 38 under over her last 90 holes. And her at- scoring average is 644 uh, in her last, I guess, 90 holes. Kind of ridiculous, right? I mean, under yeah. 65 over la- in a five-round stretch. So. And you, you just think about like her journey. Obviously, she's gone through this slump. She had tons of teachers. I mean, it was like a uh, it was like a lineup, lineup just rowing, mowing uh, down the lineup of teachers and caddies. And it, you know, but right. at the same time, like you think about it, like I couldn't imagine having going through being you know one of the best women golfers of all time at age eighteen you know, and just confronting all this stuff and it, having to do it like you talk about with Spieth all the time in such a public forum, being like number one player in the world, like all this stuff totally. piles up and you're, and you're not 28, you're not 32, you're 18 and having yep. to deal with this, all this stuff, 19, 20 years old, like you're going to make mistakes along the way. And like it, it probably, you know, the whole thing was tougher because of, you know, the age she was going through with all this stuff. But, you know, now you look at it and it's like, God, she went through all that. And now she's 23 in, in seemingly her prime. It, it could be an insane next couple of years for Lydia Ko. Um, I thought it was super cool how she talked about watching Hideki win and Spieth win and like kind of in a half kidding, half serious way. I mean, Hey, I know it's been like a thousand days for them. It's been a lot. So, hey, why not me? I, I thought it was cool that she specifically cited that and called that out instead of just letting, you know, the media sort of ram that narrative and assume it. Or, you know, she, she called it out herself. One thing with her, though, 
you talk about her peak, like the difference with the women's game is like some of the, so many of the greats say, no, I'm done. And Lydia has said this in the past. Now maybe she's changed her mind. It seemed like she was going to do the Lorena Ochoa or the Annika and kind of not necessarily, she's not going to be like Stuart Sink out there playing into her mid to late forties. Um, so I don't know one would assume she has like at least like eight more years of playing. I, I don't know though, but she, she, or maybe she's entirely changed her opinion on that. But, but in the past she's been on record saying she didn't plan to play professional golf for, for, you know, as long as she could. I mean, she's made like $13 million already in her career. It, it, you know, it, it's, uh, she seems super well adjusted, super just like chilled out now. It doesn't seem like I assume there were very many years and nights and months where it was tense and pressurized and like, why am I not back or why am I not winning anymore? Or why, why am I changing coaches and caddy and all this again? But right now she seems like completely fine with everything. And I, I mean, I might give a little credit to Sean Foley for that too. I know. I wanted I had this on my list of things to do is Sean Foley. You get, you gotta, gotta give the man some credit that, you know, hobbling around on a bad knee. Apparently, you know, he's, he's doing work between team Rose and, uh, and, uh, Lydia. He he seems like this Sherpa. There's a little bit of a Sherpa to him where he's like, just chill out, man. Enjoy it. Accept whatever happens to you kind of deal. So, uh, but, but it's good to see Lydia Ko winning. You think, I mean, she keeps, you know, she, it's clear she's found something. This isn't like a one round deal. So she's playing well, like you talked about since the return to golf. All right. Anything else from the Lotties championship? That um, yeah. Yuka Sasso, obviously uber talented, uh, yes. 19 year old. Uh, she was playing on a sponsor's exemption and she finished T six. We learned on the telecast that, the LPGA, if you finish top 10, if you're a member, you get into the next week uh, uh, event. But if you're playing on a sponsor's exemption, you do not get into the next week's event. So she will be back on the, I think, the Korean uh, LPGA tour next week as opposed to playing another uh, another week on the PGA tour. And uh, then, I, you know, I, I tweeted something about this. and I All this more information kind of came through this is just a crazy rule so you only get six sponsors exemptions in order to get a card this is it's worse than the pga tour in order to earn your card from sponsors exemption you have to finish in the top 40 of the money list on in six starts six starts and you can't earn these extra starts by fit playing well it so say a uh, you know average lpga player plays 25 times and roughly 20 percent of the starts, you need to finish in the top 20% of the tour. That is absolutely ridiculous. It's it's a shame. This is the same tour that had that awful Sophia Popoff rule last year. This needs to change. This so is what's awful. What's all about? Protecting their own? Protecting kind of their to own. Keep the doors as closed as possible and not throwing people out as, as you know, once you're on, you're on, so to, so you, to speak. You want Yuka Sasso, who's got, you know, makes social media go wild when any time you put her swing next to Rory McIlroy. Hammers it, yeah. Yeah. You want her in your tournament. She was, what, T15 at the U.S. Women's Open was Mm -hmm. where she, like, really made the latest splash. Looks like she's mostly on the 
JLPGA, so Japan, J- Japan, uh, ladies PGA. Uh, but yeah, the the U.S. Open, and now again this week, uh, sort of in uh, the Lottie Lottie's Championship. The so, Lottie's the Lottie's six bar, events, bar and, and they all got to be sponsors. Yeah, basically, because well, or U.S. Open type, uh, uh-huh. U.S. Women's Open, or Monday qualifiers. But six sponsors exemptions. You can't get the thing that sucks is like we see it with guys that play well on sponsors is a big thing on the PGA tour is like you play well in a sponsors, you get that freebie and you don't take up a sponsors exemption the next the week. Next week. You know, like that's that's huge for the momentum. Be, and like you don't always get like we know you know how sponsors work like some weeks you get them some weeks you don't and this is a way to get usually to get in but not on the lpga tour it's awful like if you can finish I, in the top 10 you should be in the next week can i say i told you i wasn't you know i had a little bit of junk time but i you know what they do that for they do that for the freaking champions tour because i was reading prepping tonight alex chaka monday qualified into the chubb classic finished t2 doesn't have to do it again. He's just straight through to the next event. Alex Chayka is still getting spots in some of the opposite field events. Like he's getting into like the Punta Cana and stuff. But Monday qualifies, finishes top ten. He's playing on the Champions what was that Tour. What was the Chayka story from a few years ago that you told? I thought you had he a good. There was a good might not Chayka. be a great guy. I yeah. thought, right? Wasn't I think it that's not flattering? It yeah. Something? I think some some bad tips maybe. <laughs> Yeah, he might have given L two can the shaft as well, like a pre coucher. I forget what it is. there was some there was some bad Cheka intel. So about yeah. Anyways, he Monday qualifies, gets in, guess finish, his foot, you know guess top his tens for the next week. Foothold yeah. into that Yuka. that that champ back to tour. back to the JLPGA. All right, that's it for the Lotties Championship. Awesome to have Lydia Ko back in the game, uh, and I think that will just add ton of juice to the major season too certainly at olympic all right harbortown stewart sink wins uh it is i wanted to talk about the will county am all right go ahead what do you want to talk about did romo blow it did he win it (laughs) he finished t8th he got a nice top 10 the week before his corn ferry tour uh next corn ferry start yeah, if it's an 18 hole leader but it's tough to win it's tough to go out there and win on sundays 77. We give uh, Romo too much airtime, but he's not been justifying these spots he's getting. And I'm not even talking about like sponsors. Yeah, that's free. We have exemptions can go to whoever they want. But some of these amateur events, he's like getting in like these Northeast Dam and things like that. He's a past champion of the Will County. All right. Well, that's a little different than, you know, the, the more premier ones like a Northeast Dam or something like that. But I heard, well, we got a tip. For what? What's the Corn Ferry event? Is it somewhere the Veritex Dallas, Bank, t- Texas? Yeah, it's in Dallas. Um, we got a tip, and I'm sorry, I forgot who sent it in. That he has yet to withdraw, take his name out of whatever member, member, member guest at Bentry. Romo's committed to playing that on the weekend, Saturday, Sunday. So maybe he's not too optimistic about what's going to happen on the Corn Ferry Tour next week. He's, he's refusing to take his name out of the field. I feel like he the... should be riding high. He picked up $225 in uh, pro shop credits. With at, the Will uh, County at, deal? At Balmoral Woods, yeah. He could load up Boy. on some golf balls. Will Knight's tweeting some satellite images of that course. does not look... Uh... Does not look befitting of a county amateur, even that I would say. <laughs> it looks like just... it could be good. It could be decent. It's got some nice topo- topography. 
It's got it's got some charm to it, but there's some really bad holes out there. I mean, the topography doesn't have anything to do with uh, like ninety degree left turns through the trees I, and I'm right turns. I'm just saying, it's it not okay. there's you know you that hole you just launch it over the trees over uh, you uh, you can hit it. So there's but how a many retire, people are doing that? But you're there's like, a retirement like, home on the left, and you know the beauty is the parking lots. Ob is like where the parking lot is. If you hit it a little too far left. You got a chance that it hits in the parking lot, bounces, bounces, bounces yeah. back onto the hole through the parking lot. <laughs> there you go. This is like thick boy antics at the Will County M. I like it. All right, you love your Will County M. I All love right. the Will County M. It's the start of the start of the manure tour season in Illinois. Anyways, the Romo tumble was predictable. Why is he up there playing that? Because he, he's won it before. Yeah, he's won it before. I don't know why he came here in the first place and started playing the Will County, but he just plays the Will County. He loves. He plays it in, like regularly. This is not like a he he play he doesn't play every year, but it's not like once every ten years. All right, uh, all right. Uh, the RBC Heritage a step down from the Will County M as we work our way through the schedule <laughs> results. Uh, Stuart Sink wins at 19 under, kind of cruises all day, as we noted. Wasn't a very dramatic Sunday. Harbortown. Well, it, it wasn't a dramatic Sunday because Colin Morikawa had the heebie-jeebies, the Ernie L. heebie-jeebies on the green. That was jarring was to watch. It was I awful. I saw a few of them. Oh. Where are you at that? Are you are you concerned long term? Are you concerned that we might? he's just going to win only when he you know, well, it seems like lightning a he has these really bad weeks, but he also has really good weeks. So right, I course. think like that's the deal is like, but it it was ugly out there. He needs to get in the arm lock group, the cabal, you know, but on balance though, it's not good. Like no. his stats and his season lawn over the course of seasons and months are never good. He just gets a hot week like concession and that's good enough. And I don't know how often are those hot weeks going to happen? We got that a little bit with the decky last week. I'll tell you what Stuart stink was kind of like tiger this week. This was a tiger esque performance. It was, he went out and blew the doors off the field. And then all he did was go around and make a bunch of pars on the weekend, and everybody That's just fair. crumbled around him. Sixty-three, like, like literally, like it was, it was a vintage Tiger performance from Stu Sink. Sixty-three, sixty-three, and let everybody else just crumble. Uh, like nobody the- did anything all weekend. Like Corey Connors played with him on Saturday and stunk. Mark Howell plays with him on Sunday and stinks. It was vintage Tiger. It was like he was just intimidating. Scared him, him out of their boots. Yeah. I don't know if you heard, but his kid was caddying for him. Did He's you hear a, that? They're big boys. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did hear that. While we're on the subject of Tiger, I heard one. So like he disappeared, right? Sink, like fell off the face of the earth a little bit. Oh uh, yeah. Back. I heard. I heard either he or his wife or a combination of both of them. Didn't want to pay Butch what Butch is at. Like, Butch was too rich for their blood, or it was too much money. And they left Butch, and then he, you know, you never, we didn't hear from him much. Uh, I, I, I don't know how well, how, you know, well sourced that rumor is, but that was one thing I heard. Is, is, and I won't give the figure, but it sounds like they just, they, I mean, at that point, he was probably very well accomplished yeah. and had a ton of money. 
I mean, even if Butch will see you, you had to have, have to have some cash and done some things. But that was maybe part of his wander in the wilderness was deciding someone in his his household saying, "Eh, that's just too much money." And then, do you know where he is on the career money list? He's got to be twenty in the twentieth, top twenty. You're 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 pretty good. Twenty first. God, I think this win total. Win, this win put him past. Uh, this win moved him ahead of uh, Charles Howell III. He's ahead of Rick, Ricky. He's uh, made forty-one plus million. Wow. Think about that, and then not paying a teacher. <laughs> kind of almost like a little bit of case of the cuchritis. Again, just a rumor I heard, but that was part of maybe what led to his wander in the wilderness. They decided it's a little too much cash. Um, I, so what? All right, so you mentioned Ricky. Can you throw out your hypothetical from the Instagram yes. live show? Because I, I think that's worthy up. of the this wider This is what I was, I was thinking about today, or yesterday. I was thinking about it while I was watching. I, was, I just, you know, I started thinking, oh, Ryder Cup for Stu Stink. And I started diving into his career. And I thought to myself, wow, you know, this is going to be, win, this is win number eight. He's got a major. He's played, this will be his, if he makes the Ryder Cup team this year, it'll be his sixth Ryder Cup. He's he's one of two multi-win players on tour right now. Him and Bryson are the only people that have won twice in this season. Um, I started thinking, like, is this best case for Ricky at this point? Is eight wins in a major best case scenario for Ricky Fowler, who's at six wins right now? I mean, so Ricky can play for and a like hundred plus years. in the world ranking, fifteen more. That's true. Ricky's hawking Kate Spade purses right now for Mother's Day. It's a paid partnership with Kate Spade. Tough. Um, it's a good question. If, like the absolute best case scenario. The ceiling, I think, is a major and maybe around 10 wins. I'm He's got a players. Let's not forget. I mean, that is something. I mean, right? Stu Sick has two Mexican Opens, two two National Opens. I didn't even count those. If you count the Mexican Opens, the National Opens, he's up to it's 10 wins. All right, all right. Uh, it, I, think it's, I think it's a pretty good question. Yeah, I think that might be the ceiling or, or the best hopes. He probably wants more than eight wins. But again, given he's at what, five now or six? What's the pancake zone? Ricky. Six. Okay. All right. Yeah. It, it feels like it right now, but again, who knows? Could all turn around for the rookie. Rick Tater. Um, what else from Harbortown jumped out to you? Uh, no, Pancake Zone's five. I don't know what I was thinking there. Yeah. The one thing I thought that was cool that the PGA Tour tweeted was like, he's one of 10 guys. Not, not a non-useless stat from the PGA Tour comms. He's one of 10 guys. To win after the 600th start, 600th career start. Most recent was Brian Gay, but it's a bunch of old guys Pierrick, from the tour that was. It's a tour Pierrick gone by. Phil. Yeah, Calcavecchia was one, but I mean, it speaks a little bit to his longevity, not just to be successful, but well, also he's won to stay in three on decades. Tour. Right? Can you name? He's just so he, missing missing one in the middle. I don't I don't know of any player that's won in Bush. three three decades. 
but had their career span four decades and have one of those middle years miss that's the, a, that's a question for justin ones. ray yeah, yeah like you know like someone's played four decades but a lot of times they miss on the front end or the back end rarely right. do they miss in the middle so his first win was the 97 gho great the canon greater hartford open it's no longer an open jj, might not JJ even henry be a uh, memorial tournament yeah canon is a company what are what that's are you true. talking that's, about was that as bad as saying Dell when you said Dell might not make stuff anymore? Cannon, remember the old, like, weren't they the Andre Agassi? Oh, Cannon? yeah. Yeah. Maybe Nikon. Um, I think it was Cannon, though. So who's the top 10 from that? 97. This was, this was 24, five years ago, almost. 97? Uh, Greg yeah. Norman, Tiger nope. Woods. I mean, they weren't, pe- they weren't playing. So Stuart Sink finished first. Oh, in that tournament? I thought yeah. you were saying the top yeah. 10 in the yeah. world. No, no. It's J.J. Henry. J.J. Henry wasn't a pro yet. He might have been playing as an amateur at that point. <laughs> he, was, he was, you know, yeah, already a legend in, in Connecticut. <laughs> Connecticut. All right. Um, so I, I'm going to guess John Houston was <laughs> in the mix. Um, I'll guess Tommy Tolles. I don't see Tommy Tolles, but it's this kind of collection. Tom Byram was second, not to be confused with Kurt. Tom Byram, Brandel Chambly, and Jeff Maggart all finished runner-up to Stu Sink. Kalkovecchia, Kelly Gibson. I don't know. P.H. Horgan the third from Newport. <laughs> Wayne Levy, or Levy, Doug Barron, uh, Mike Brisky, Steve Pate, Phil Tatarange. I mean, that's that's how long Stu Sink's been around. He's been, it's been, and now, this isn't some like, all due respect to the boost stopper. It's not some like Bermuda Triangle Championship flash in the pan. The guy's like second in the FedEx Cup. He won. Third, it's his third. second win. Third, whatever. You would be on top of that. Um the Ryder Cup stuff was just standing. a big... the most important standings in golf. The Ryder Cup was getting thrown out like crazy. He's won twice. Steve Stricker in his post-round interview up at the Champions Tour was asking what was going on with Stuart Stink. Stuart Stink. They, he's making the team. If he plays oh halfway decent the rest of the year, he's making the team. Those, those old guys love to pick old guys. Yeah. The, the collection, the, the team room is what? It's ZJ and DL3 and Furek and, yeah. Uh, I mean, whatever. I, I, I don't have the energy to talk about that. But sure, fine. Put him on the team. I can't wait till it's cr- we need a crucial point out of him. And you got Stu, Stu Sink playing Tyrrell Hatton on the Sunday singles for the for the win. It's like, what what are we doing? Why? He's he bombing the ball, though. Because he, he shot 63 two days in a row in early April at Harbortown. And now he's uh, Sunday singles against Tyrrell Hatton. Like, yeah, that's that's the whole issue with the Ryder Cup. He is beating the shit out of the ball, though. He's hitting what it so it at far. The distance? Yeah. He, he said that the, his instructor he works with out at TPC Sugarloaf, he's a big TPC guy. Um, is got him just uh, some setup changes, and he got his uh, launch angle or his attack angle from negative two to plus two, and he's hitting it like thirty yards further. He's got it like a he had a beautiful little draw going this week. It was really fun, like it was cool to watch with the tracer and all that. I know you hate the tracer, but 
Um, they just, just never, never write. Okay. All right. Anything else from uh, Harbortown? Harold Varner III gets his best finish ever, finishes T2. Maverick McNeely, you know, made some noise. He finished finished up T4. It's so. good to see Maverick McNeely playing good golf. Yep. Yep. I think the Morikawa stuff, though, is, is pretty scary. Uh, just based on what I was hearing and reading, just just not 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 good. Westy's out of here. You see, he's flying back. He's been yeah. UK. Hasn't been there since like the first week of January. Good for him. He's gone. Guess some time for him to get home. You know. Maybe. So will we see him for the PGA? Probably not. He might be headed to Portugal. You know, he may be. That's a good course for PGA. him too. I feel like yeah. that's a great golf course for him. Like Ball there's still a lot of trouble win. all over the place. Yeah. yeah. It's the kind of place the West, yeah. Westie can yeah. win. That's a place where yeah. par can be a good score. <laughs> all right. On the European tour with John Catlin, the American. That's winning. it. He's, We're I, done. We're done talking to Harbor Town. Well, you got anything else for me? I wanted, it's kind I of wanted a snooze to fest. It sucked. It was fine. I mean, it just was boring because, like, this just, is, it was he. He was just making pars. This can happen at Harbor Town, though. We can have the Masters. I mean, it's good for the players, but everybody else is just kind of. I don't know. You, you need a lot something to really grab your attention, and that it, he played great. It, I the yeah. the whole thing like it's cool with his son in the bag. It seems like he does. They have a great team chemistry, yes. but but the the telecast was just. It, oh. That's all they talked about, and it's like I understand a dog it. it's hard whether it's a, a runaway win. But like, come on, you talked. They talked about it for four straight hours. It's cool bit. The kid, I read some quote about the kid. He's like, it's just absolutely the best. I'm had such a blast. I'm having so much fun, well, which yeah, I thought was just cool made to hear like from him. Like a hundred twenty grand. He's a twenty three year old kid. Like. I want to go caddy and make a hundred and twenty grand in a week. Like, well, you might not if it's not paying Butch. You might not. Uh, who knows? Maybe it's just room and board covered. Um, the kid, no. the kid's like just grad. He was supposed to start a job at Delta. I saw and uh, Stu. Was, this was in the press conference afterwards. Stu called up like the CEO of Delta. I was like, "What do you think you should do?" Dan calls the CEO of Delta. It's kind of unbelievable. What? And, and, and he's on the CEO. Yeah, he's the got CEO, nothing to do. Nothing the CEO better to do. Said, the CEO said, "We we believe that uh, Reagan's going to have forty great years at Delta, and that won't change if it if he takes a year off to go caddy for you." I mean, he's basically probably calling. He's like, "Well, the job, like, you're gonna yeah, have a job for him, right?" Totally. <laughs> of course. Uh, interesting. I also okay. saw in the press conference that Stu Sink is moving tomorrow at seven thirty a.m. So, good luck, Stu. Moving sucks. It is. That is terrible. But he's got some money to pay. You know, for the I would. Yeah, I would hire like an extra crew. Like, I would yeah. be calling and hiring an extra crew tonight. Guess it, I, he's I, moving into the city, moving from the burbs into the well, city. That's what you do? You get your kids out of the house, go yeah. buy a nice place downtown, condo downtown like ATL. How about I like that? that? I like yeah. that too. I think that to it adds Tech a little bit of layers. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, I, I, 
I'm sure I didn't watch it, so I didn't get hit over the head with it. The kid thing, the kid thing, I can enjoy. You know, whatever. It's fine. I'm sure it was way too much, but it seems like they're genuinely. It's cool. It's very cool. Yeah. 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 I'm just saying, we didn't need to hear about it the entire tele. Like it was all that they talked about, and I know it's hard to figure out something to talk about when it's a runaway win. All right, anything else from Harbortown that you're demanding we talk about ad nauseum? What else did you have? Um, Scores Corey too Connor, well for you. Corey Connors, another really good week. Mr. CT Machine. Who knows if the driver's conforming or not, but he's he hits it so good. Another guy, just wish he could putt. So do you think Bryson's WD has anything related with the CT Machine coming back out? No. I'm kidding. People trying to stir that up. They're trying to stir up also somebody poaching Reagan, the caddy. They're like this kid's this kid's a ace looper now. Some big some more like mon- money bags, top ranked player, come in, poach him. Be like, hey, come over here, I'll give you an extra percentage. I'll give you better, you know, travel parks. That would be kind of amusing. Trying to break up the team so they could uh pass due on the FedEx Cup list. You saw the Si Woo putt, right? Yes. That everybody was hollering about? Yes. What do you think of that? I mean, you got you got ten seconds, but the drama here was was the ball still moving? Is How that is it what they still were, moving? How is that what they were arguing? Yeah, Kucher, Kucher was there, probably asking for four opinions on behalf of Siwoo, third opinion. I, I, so what? There's you have ten seconds. What's the what's the big deal? It was way way more than that. What I don't understand what the drama is. I, I found this thing I was reading about something else and, and for another project and i found this this really interesting passage in a si article about the 85 u.s open at oakland hills do you want me to read it sure so this is exactly what happened to siwu ball hangs on the edge for 40 seconds and drops siwu made a par right so um one of those was probably was Dennis Watson. In the first round, the South African, this guy finished runner-up in the 85 Open. This is what happened in the first round. Was given a two-shot penalty for dawdling over a ball resting on the edge of the cup of the eighth hole. It was imposed by one M.T. Johnson, a USGA official, and Amarillo cattleman who wears an eye patch. Johnson came running up as Watson left the green like a cop handing out a traffic ticket and called two strokes after Watson had let his ball hover on the edge of the cup for 35 seconds it took to drop in. For the 35 seconds it took to drop in. A player has only 10 seconds before he must tap in such a putt. Those two strokes gave Watson a double bogey six, not a par four. And cost him dearly. Remember, he finished just a stroke behind Andy North. But he wasn't bitter. I put that penalty out of my mind on Thursday. All right, so that's a little bit more substantial. That's a penalty the difference of the U.S. Open, right? <laughs> How about M.T. Johnson? I mean, and if you are think a rules about official, this, rules official. And you got to be just dealing with these pampered Fs all day, asking for thir- pushing back on you. You know, say, I want another opinion. You don't know what you're talking about. I think I might start wearing an eye patch <laughs> just for show. I mean, like they'll, they'll think twice a little bit, you know. Amarillo Cattleman. How about uh, 
How about when did it change? When could you? Just, I feel like he just assessed Zoom? him in a penalty. Like, yeah. What? What do you mean he got a penalty? <laughs> like I don't understand what he got penalized for. It just counts as a stroke. The ball falling in. I but feel no, like we, this guy was like wrongfully committed, uh, convicted of a murder here, and we're trying to release him. Uh, you know, some thirty years later. Trying to exonerate like, him. Yeah, he should be the U.S. Open winner. He got called for a penalty for letting a ball sit for 35 seconds. He had, it's not like he was, it was well, a slow play. What, what was the penalty for? No, he would have won. He finished one shot back. Okay. Okay. Oh, he gave him a two. He got he two, two shot on penalty. Of, okay, on yes. the ball. Okay. Right. He got a double bogey. Okay. I don't understand what the penalty was for. Maybe the rules changed. Do we know that? I, mean, I don't know. Okay. It's the, it gave him a two-stroke penalty for dawdling over dawdling. a ball. Yeah, yeah. Prancing about. 35 seconds. That's just how long it, it takes a fast player to hit a putt. Yeah. What do you make of Stu Sink doing his little start-stop, start-stop stutter? Oh, my God. On the shorties. It's really hard to watch. It's, oh, uh, it's it awful. Back, forward, back, forward, then back. Yeah. Yeah, 30. It feels like a difference in the U.S. Open. And now he got bad to the bone, ringtones uh, off of that. He went on to live, you know. This, well, this was his second at U.S. Open. 85 US Open was his second. Well, that's what I'm saying. Two time. The Curtis Strange deal. He got a little extra bad. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's, that's nuts. Siwoo, just a par, right? This just gave a, him a four. He got a four. Yeah. Okay. Just didn't get the birdie. I don't, I don't understand where the six came from. Yeah, that's tough. Seems like it might have played a part in deciding of the U.S. Open. I like that Dennis Watson seemed to take it in stride. I don't know. I might have to reach out to the USGA for comment. Okay, you do that. About the, what was it, the 85 U.S. Open? 85 U.S. Open. Okay, all right. You start <laughs> asking the folks there who were probably all born, you know, after that, many of them, for comment. <laughs> might have to track down uh, M.T. Johnson. Could be yeah. my uncle. <laughs> Could be a distant relative, I'm sure. Anything else from Harbor Town? Nothing else. The net, nothing. We got through it. It was a fine week, you know. It was all right. Slow weekend. On the European tour, John Catlin, the American wins the Austrian Golf Open. Uh, he beats Maximilian Kiefer in a playoff that just wouldn't end on this par three. That was terrible. It was just slow. They kept walking it like, back. It was like Las Colinas um, all over again. They had water in front, so they kept so many of them kept bailing deep left. Uh, there were a couple shots that were close at the start, but they couldn't make their putts. There were a couple bad shots into bunkers. Then finally, Kiefer, the German, the uh, local favorite, he had Martin Keimer there rooting him on. Uh, Kiefer just made a mess on this, I guess the fifth time around on this part three. I, I watched almost all of this. I did watch this and it was, it was tough. It was just so Seems slow. like the part threes were tough out there. Thomas Dietrich. I was going to say, <laughs> shot 49 on the back. He shot 82 with like five birdies and an eagle. He had a 10 and an eight on the two part threes. But this is what happened. The, these guys, this front pin, they would throw it up on this back shelf, spin it down to the front pin. It would just spin by the pin and fall off the bulkhead into the water. It happened to Kiefer. Just twice like t- it sounds just twice. like Tint Cup. 
Somewhat. Yeah, it's just too much English. Maybe, and I maybe guess that's the greens were too fast. Well, we got some rumor that the greens had just been punched, but that was I talked to folks on the ground and said there was a rumor. It was discussed on TV, I guess, even mentioned, but they weren't punched. They were in fine condition. So, yeah, Thomas Dietrich, ten and an eight, tough, tough scene. But yeah, Keith, congrats, to John Catlin. He's 79th in the world. He's going to get in the PGA. He's really made his way up, kind of after navigating the Asian Tour, I believe. Now he's done well in the Euro Tour over the last year plus. So uh, the grinding. Austrian Golf Open. You know who right, I was me... excited? I, I excited to see pop up on a leaderboard for the first time in a while. Who? The Battleship SSP Chariza. Oh, was he at uh, uh, Austria? T fifteen. Yeah. Good for the Battleship. Also, Martin Keimer hasn't won still since Pinehurst, twenty fourteen. He kind of wrecked it in the final round. I think he had the 54-hole lead, but played with Kiefer in the final group. So um, That's all I got on Euro Tour. That playoff was just it was hard. It was looked so cold, so cold, so much big mitts, so many hats. And, us, you know, we mentioned that on Friday. On the Corn Ferry Tour, the MGM Resorts Championship at Paiute, Peter Uline wins, kind of running away. Four-shot lead, beats David Lipsky and Jamie Lovemark by oh, four. Good for um, PG, uh, Peter Uline. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's his second, I want to say, second Corn Ferry Tour win. Uh, not near the Jaeger zone, but um, I don't know where that'll put him in the card race. But another one, he and Ricky were teammates, right? Very tight. Oh, yeah. Former so, number one ranked amateur. Of course. The decorated amateur. Um, but it seems like this would pretend good things. It's, for his it says he's a 73rd. That doesn't points. seem right. Yeah, probably maybe not updated. So uh, good for Peter Uline out in uh, Vegas or near Las Vegas, wherever that is. Uh, and then on the uh, Champions Tour, the Chubb Classic, Steve Stricker won at Tiburon. Does any place host more professional golf events than Tiburon? No. Not the, the remastered Greg Norman masterpiece. I mean, they have the they have the the shootout, the QBE shootout. They have the CME, right? The the LPGA season ender. They've got why spread the wealth around? There's so many venues that could love well, to have eager. professional golf. They're eager to host. They probably may they pay for Naples. it. Naples. May they, they, they pay for it. Old folks that come out and watch in Naples. Uh, Stricker, you know that's that's the whole. The Big Ten area, a Big Ten kind of winter spot, Naples. They were probably all over. You know uh, what? Stricker. I just was thinking about with the Corn Ferry Tour. Yeah. I think because this season is such a big season that they should kick 50 players off the PGA Tour this year and give 50 Corn Ferry Tour cards. I was wondering about that. But it's never it's never like a one-in, one-out deal. That's just not how it works. No. Because you got this conditional stat, you got all these different status, but like the guys who get their corn ferry tour don't get. It's not like roster spots, right? It, it, it's like, all right, you got your card, but that just means like you're you're slotted in somewhere in a priority. But it doesn't mean twenty five guys are technically. I mean, you lose your card or you lose your full status, but that's just not how it works. You can't say fifty guys are gone because no one ever is really gone. On the tour, it takes a couple of years to really be gone. Unless you want to kick fifty guys, yeah, that's true. <laughs> not maybe not yeah. fifty, maybe like thirty-five. 
Give them thir- give 35 cards out this year. Take 35 away. And when you say kick them off, are you like no status? I think it should be a strict time. relegation. Gone. Yeah, You're out of here. Down. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably right. But then they got to fill these events. There's too many events. They got to fill in the And Ricky will be using his like lifetime money earnings uh, exemption. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine uh, how many sponsors exemptions he would get if he lost his card? And he's like the best friend of the sponsors. Farmers, Zurich, Rocket Mortgage. Uh-huh. There's a lot out there. A lot out there. Uh, Amex. Anyways, Stricker won by one over Carlson and Alex Cheka. Guys who did not win, Sandy Lyle and Ian Woosnam. Making starts. They're playing. Woozy <laughs> is taking it. Woozy only beat. <laughs> he should have been resting his groin. <laughs> What's he doing? They finished 11 under, T76. 11 over. 11 over, I'm sorry. T76. They did beat three individuals. Frank Licklider, the second. Played regular on the PGA Tour. Scott McCarran. What's going on with him? I don't don't know. That's why I brought it up. And John Harris. Uh, Yeah, Woozy and Lyle. I don't know why they're doing that, why they're playing Tiburon. Maybe they just, whatever, hanging out stateside, but... Something's going on with McCarran. I don't know if they cracked down on the, the anchoring or what's going on. But uh, anyways, that's a nice segue. News. We never talked about Billy Ho. The town crier, as a town crier does and should, offers his opinion, shouts it to the heavens on matters big and small, solicited or unsolicited. And uh, Billy Ho, after talking about how you know the Masters makes him insane, I think the word was insane. Maybe it was crazy, you know, which we all saw borne out on the featured group stream. On Billy Tour Live this week, he was much more reserved. But then just, you know, rang his bell and had an <laughs> announcement to make about arm locks. Right after playing with Will Zalatoris. In the middle of playing with Will Zalatoris. After his first round, before the second round. Um, because... Out of nowhere, I'm bringing up something different here, and I'm sort of going out on a limb. Not asked, just rang the bell and said he had an announcement. <laughs> I'm sort of going out on a limb, but I don't think this arm locking putting, arm lock putting is like should be allowed either. I'll give the belly putter back. I'll give it back. So he's now the judge, jury, he's the and golf. executioner. I should yeah. do. I should do a pod with. I did a pod with. Uh, with KVV once, it was a hypothetical. Yeah. It was like, where each the golfs are, what five things would you do? Yeah. I should do one with Billy Ho. <laughs> golfs are. That'd be great. I'll give the belly putter back and take away the arm lock. Okay, thank you, Billy. I think when you look at what guys are doing now with the arm lock and moving the grips to the side where it's parallel or matches the face, and then when you do that up against your arm, I mean, it's, you know, that face is dead square and that face doesn't rotate at all. It's just sort of locked in. Guys are doing it too good. You could say it's anchored when someone you know prompted him like, hey, so is it anchored? He goes, I don't know. Yes, you could say it's anchored. I don't know because I guess anchored is having one point against somewhere and a fixed point. I know that's not fixed, but it's something similar to an anchor style. I mean, you could say it's kind of fixed to your forearm. I don't know. Like I said, I would rather give them the belly putter back. I think there's a little bit more flow some guys going that way are becoming great putters, but it's just something guys are trying and seeing some benefits for. So, 
I mean, this is going to ruffle some feathers. There are a lot of high-profile arm lockers out there. I don't know that we usually ever heard of- usually a, a man he's in concert with, Webb. You know, I feel uh, like they just draft off each other's golf architecture takes. Takes. He just shot shot one across the bow of of Webb Simpson. Billy Ho was the one that said the homes, right? The the homes were the reason that the like ball goes too far or something. Yeah. They needed more room for homes to put on on hole. Um, I, do you? I mean, is this? We kind of agree with them, right? I mean, where I are think you? he makes I mean, a point. I, I love that he just threw it out there, not being asked. I'll throw something up here. We'll go out on a limb. Uh, he does have a good point. This only feels like this is the start of something, right? We're going to be talking about this. The USGA is going to have to address it, whether they say it's fine or not. It just seems like this is going to become a public topic of discussion. It more could become more. a game within the game. Could be. It could be. Uh, any other news? Oh, whoop stats. You see this? Oh, yeah. Such a ridiculous activation. So you mean to tell me I can see a guy's heart rate when he's hitting a shot, but we can't test for drivers, CT. We can't understand, you know, what we're testing, what the piss tests are, what what the drug tests are. We can't, you know, the rules are just kind of, you know, liberally applied for some and not others. It's just like, this seems like such, if we can know the heart rate of players as they're hitting shots, it feels like we could have a little bit more oversight on a few other areas. That's all I'm saying. It's just sort of, but again, this is a branded play, so to speak. They paid for it. They paid so they can it. do, they can do anything when somebody pays for it. So maybe, somebody's got to pay for maybe the CT we, Yeah. Maybe we should try and sponsor. We need, we need more, uh, more Bixby sold. Well, it's it's too uncomfortable though. It's a player's tour. It was, would make things uncomfortable. Well, you failed. Um, all right, that's all I got. College golf. We got a bunch of college golf notes from Brentley Romine. Those conference tournaments are starting. Uh, I think SEC and ACC finished this today. Aub- Women's, Auburn, Auburn. Pull, big upset. They, you know, obviously South Carolina is the uh, one of the USC. two or three best women's uh, programs. In the country, and uh, Auburn won the SEC Women's. I think in the final they beat Ole Miss. That's what. Okay, okay, yeah, Mississippi State. Auburn beat Mississippi State five uh, zero in match play. Uh, he said twelve of fourteen SEC teams are going to make likely to make the regionals. That's a lot of teams. Twelve of fourteen. I wonder who the two are. Um, all right, ACC Duke won, and then we got twenty four women's conference championship starting so that's something a little extra golf that always spices up kind of may late april all right that's it for this monday episode anything else you'd like to get off your chest announcements no discussion points all right enjoy the start to monday we got zurich coming we're reviewing these teams with a fine-tooth comb walk up music walk up music what a you know favorite segment annually along with what halloween costumes and a few other things but uh, we'll be back. Are we doing that Wednesday? Maybe Friday? Give give us some more research time. When, when do you want to do walk-up uh, maybe, music? Maybe Wednesday. Okay. All right. Walk-up music. Which I don't even think they're doing there anymore. Oh, no, they aren't. That's why... It's, it's still it's, a gimmick here. And we'll we always be so. I always have to remember. All right. Enjoy your Mondays. We'll be back with you on Wednesday.